Mike Gundy is an icon in Stillwater, Oklahoma. What will it take for him to be an icon on a national basis, according to everybody that matters? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you very much for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Of course, you know we're available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at AllDayOState. So let's talk about Mike Gundy. And what this season could potentially mean. So when you think of Mike Gundy as an Oklahoma State Cowboy, he's a legend, right? He's a legend not only from his time as a quarterback playing with Thurman and Barry and Hartley Dykes and the, the, the War Pigs up front, but he was a really good offensive coordinator for Les Miles. He was pretty young when he got the job, but people want to think back. Dirk Cutter had actually accepted the job at Oklahoma State before two days later turning that job down and going to Arizona State and then later on having a a pretty good NFL career, ironically enough. So Mike Gundy wasn't the guy. Dirk Cutter was the guy. But Dirk Cutter said he was coming to Oklahoma State. Two days later, backed out of it, and we were kind of left scrambling. And in the scramble mode, we decided to promote Mike Gundy from within. Could you argue that he needed a little bit more time yeah, maybe. Could you argue he needed the experience of, of calling plays and, and managing rosters and everything? Yes, yes, you could. But you also got to look at it from a perspective of, are we going to have to do this song and dance over and over and over again? AKA, are we going to have to get to somebody like Les Miles and then get a new coach every three to four years? Because if that's the case, it's going to be really hard for Oklahoma State to gain a foothold. So realistically speaking, Mike Gundy was the best hire at the time for exactly what we needed. We needed somebody who was going to be able to give us some longevity in terms of success. And then once he had that success, most likely stay. Yeah, he flirted with the Tennessee job a couple times. But that was less about Stillwater. That was less about Oklahoma State. And it was more about what was going on with Holder and Boone and how Gundy felt like you know he didn't have the full control of his entire roster 24-7 and the decisions that were made. But when you look at Gundy, I want you to to think, like, would he be considered one of the top 50 greatest coaches of all time in the history of college football? And so you look, there's different publications, but let's just go with ESPN. Number one, they have Paul Bear Bryant. Number two, Nick Saban all time. Newt Rockney from Notre Dame. Number three, Tom Osborne, most legendary of Nebraska, but he was also uh, instrumental in in some of the, the carryover from the Big A, Big 12 days. Then you have um, people like Eddie Robinson, Bud Wilkinson, Joe Paterno, Bobby Bowden, Woody Hayes over over at uh, the famous Michigan-Ohio State debate. I, You know, Michigan loves Woody Hayes, I'm sure. Um, and you got Glenn Pop Warner, John McKay from USC, Barry Switzer, Amos Stagg. And then you scroll. You, you scroll Walter Camp in there. 
Lavelle Edwards, Lou Holtz, all in the top 15. Bob Devaney, Bob Stoops, number 29, all time. Joe Heisman, number 30. Dabo Swinney, number 31. Jim Trestle, 25, 36. Robert Nealon, 37. Pete Carroll, Daryl K. Royal, um, obviously Texas. <clears throat> and then you start to think, okay, well, where would Gundy fit in this list? 45, Frank Beamer. 46, Urban Meyer. Jimmy Johnson, formerly Oklahoma State Cowboy, at number 49 all-time. Lloyd Carr from Michigan up there, number 50 all-time. So when you think of some of these guys, where does Gundy stack up? They got Bill Snyder as number 55 all-time. Chris Peterson, uh, famous of Boise State, did some stuff at Washington. Mac Brown, number 59 all-time. Does Mike Gundy belong above Mac, Mac Brown? Well, probably not now. In my opinion, it's going to take a, a couple more trophies. Now, I do think that if he wins the Big 12, let's say this year, as a, a, a bounce back for what happened last year, as kind of the precursor to some of the young cats we have on this team, because let's face it, guys, we're pretty young. And we don't have an, an exorbitant amount of seniors on this roster. So whatever we're able to do this year, we should, in theory, be able to get pretty close to replicating next season. But in my opinion, for Gundy to slide into the top 50 all time, I think he needs a couple more trophies. Now, I, I do 100% expect us to be competitive this year. I expect us to have the capability to potentially, you know, make a run here at a Big 12 title. And if you haven't got tickets to Arlington, make sure you use the Game Time app to do so. Anything last minute, ticket related, whether it be concerts or, or sporting events, whatever, they're going to have you covered. And they're the one most downloaded new app out there for tickets. So make sure you have those. And I'm saying it. I, I We had Tatum Bell on Sunday, right? And I sent him a message. Have you bought your tickets to Arlington yet? We're good enough to get there. And this, this, this kind of feels like a defining moment for Mike Gundy. The Cowboy culture has always been part of the allure for, for recruits to come to Oklahoma State. The way that the, the whole campus acts, the way the town treats everybody on campus and the football players are coming in, there's a lot of things that make Oklahoma State considerably different than most everywhere else. Mike Gundy is part of that. The continuity in the recruiting staff is part of that. The success we've had over the last 15 years, it's primarily because of Mike Gundy. I would say Boone Pickens got it started. I would say Mike Holder's vision for Oklahoma State was kind of what helped it catapult. But Mike Gundy is the reason that we're here for the most part. He's also going to be the reason that we either stay here or go to another level. Right? Have we reached that ceiling? If you looked at last year, you could argue yes. If you look at how the season transpired, everything that was going on turmoil-wise outside of just football players, you could say, okay, maybe, maybe Mike Gundy's lost his fastball. And if you're in the camp that thought that, you're not crazy. Don't let people tell you that you are crazy because there you have a modicum of understanding of what we can be. But I think this could be that year. Nobody's expecting Oklahoma State to do a whole heck of a lot. We've got two deep 
almost everywhere, which is very, very rare for Oklahoma State fans. Let's just face it. We've got a favorable schedule. It's the last bedlam for at least the next eight to ten years, so you know it's going to bring a little bit more. Catching K-State early while we're still having some roster things to kind of narrow down, that's obviously a scary proposition. Even if you had your roster entirely ready to rock and roll, by Kansas State, like that's that's a difficult proposition. But nonetheless, we should have a good season. And this should be a year for my gun to catapult, right? We're seeing better results in recruiting, and we'll talk about that in segment number three. If you look at some of the, the high school check-in guys this weekend, looking pretty good. Uh, i got to give a big shout-out to my guy, Kirby Wilson. Thank you for giving me that, that access to watch uh, the Melissa game, buddy. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. But as we're getting eyes on the next wave to come in Oklahoma State, as we get eyes on all the guys that we have right now that we know good and daggone well we should have on the roster for the next few years, I'm excited. I'm not going to say this season defines Mike Gundy's legacy, but his legacy right now is very, very, very good coach. Can't quite get over the mountaintop, and if you can't get over the mountaintop, probably you'll never crest that hill of being top 50 all time. Matt Brown, Matt Brown has a national title, and they've got him at like 55. But he's not that far off. Like Gundy's probably easily right here, right now, top 100 best coaches of all time. Get us a couple more Big 12 titles, and I think you do slide past Mac Brown. I think you do end up top 50. And we're not done. The new Big 12 is going to give everybody in the conference the capability to get enough weapons behind them to make a run at the playoffs, especially in the 12-team format. But so as we get to some of the positions that we know we're playing a little bit of musical chair at, Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to talk about Athletic Brewing today. we got a new one here for you. And Athletic Brewing is really the name of the game if you're looking for somebody something that's especially non-alcoholic. And there's not a whole lot of things out there that are non-alcoholic that still kind of give you uh, the right sensation. But you're going to be able to get that here. Athletic Brewing Company has completely revolutionized the non-alcoholic alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beer. Goodness gracious, I can't speak. Beers that actually do taste good, full-flavored, well-crafted, and their brews are great tasting, also award-winning. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions quite often. They brew in over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer including IPAs, golden sours, whatever your heart basically desires. They're fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, anywhere, any place, and make any activity a little bit more enjoyable. Oh, yeah, no hangovers. And the, the higher you get in the age bracket, the more those fun little sneaky hangovers like to bite up and get you. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at your store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use Locked On to get 15% off of your first order online today. That code is Locked On at checkout, 15%, all one word, off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions do apply. 
Athletic Brewing Company. It's fit for all times. So now we get to talk about the musical chairs. That is going to be the first couple games. And again, it's not just coach speak, ladies and gentlemen. There are positions that aren't exactly settled yet. There are some things that we do need to get ironed out. And so for anybody that's hooting and hollering and clamoring for there to be a decision at quarterback very soon, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen in game one. Probably ain't going to happen in game two either, which it can be a little scary going to Tampa, Arizona to play an Arizona State team that does, in fact, have talent. They're going to rally behind their guy. Kenny Dillingham seems to be their version of Mike Gundy, right? The prodigal son kind of return home. It's going to take them a little while to get it rocking and rolling, in my personal opinion, which is why I'm not super concerned about Arizona State. We will do a breakdown of Central Arkansas. Um, and kind of what what positions we need to watch out for because there are going to be some there are going to be some positions on that other roster that are going to give us a run for the money. But the quarterback thing is realistic. You'd like it to be a guy, but if you're if you're hooting and hollering still yet about if you have multiple quarterbacks you have none, you might as well just start screaming at people to get off your lawn too because that ain't it. That's not it. You can win with multiple quarterbacks. Matter of fact, you could see almost every year the backup quarterback is a necessity for any kind of run. Like it, it, whether you're going to make a playoff run or a conference title run or even in the NFL, if you go to the playoffs, there's how many times have we had to use backup quarterbacks in a playoff scenario? And it's pretty cool. I guess those usually launch somebody's career like a Case Keenum. This is a good position to have. All three quarterbacks will play. Even if the decision was made today that, let's say, Alan Bowman's the unquestioned guy, Gunnar Gunny's still going to have some packaging. Gunnar Gunny still put him in, himself in a position athletically to be useful on the field. Running back, same thing. Hey, guys, if Elijah Collins hadn't spent so much time on the bike dealing with some of this cramping muscle-related issues, I would I would say he's probably starter RB number one over Ollie Gordon. But Ollie's ready to rock and roll. Ollie's going to get to rock. But Elijah Collins, when healthy, he's a different dude. He's a very, very necessary piece to this puzzle. And then Jaden Nixon's obviously the home run threat. That'll never change. Jaden Nixon is going to get his carries. Jaden Nixon is good enough to be RB1 at probably 70% of all the Big 12 schools right now. Probably 65% of all the SEC schools right now. Jaden Nixon is that good. But is anybody questioning what Ollie Gordon can potentially be someday? No. Is everybody going to be pretty f- surprised to see what Elijah Collins can do? Yeah, absolutely. But it, we're going to need all of them. You're going to see Sessi, Vlahe, the freshman. Wide receiver, you're going to see a lot of Talon Chetron. You're going to see a lot of Rashad Owens. Even if they're not starters, you're going to see a lot of Blaine Green. If we go four wide receiver set, then you're going to see a lot of Blaine Green. I mean, you know, some of the young guys. Jalen Pope's probably going to play. Jalen Pope's put himself in a position thus far to at least get some PT. 
Defensive line, I cannot wait to see Deshaun Brown on full display, but does that mean Deshaun Brown is ready to surpass Anthony Goodlow right away? We'll we'll need to see it on the field. Does that mean he's ready to supplant maybe Colter Waltersheed right away? We'll need to see it on the field. So the only thing that you're not going to see a crap ton of rotation for the first few games is offensive line. And even then, you're going to see more rotation than you would traditionally expect. You got to have faith in your quarterback. You got to kind of get their cadences down and things of that nature. But the best players that put you in a position to be most successful are typically the ones that are going to play. He is in a position now where we've got a lot of youth. We've got a lot of youth that has a lot of talent. So you kind of want to see it on full display. This is what non con is for. You, know, you always want at least one heavy hitter in your non con. Two would be great. But you got to have one fluff game. South Alabama is not the fluff game. Arizona State, not the fluff game. This is this is the fluff game. Central Arkansas. This is the game where you get to go through the three deep and everybody gets to see a little bit of what the young guys can do. So I implore you, watch the whole thing. Don't, don't get in your, this is over by halftime feelers. Because if you do that, you're going to miss out on seeing what is next, what is coming. And a lot of these young cats are going to make it very difficult to not get more time on the field this year. And you're going to want to see it. And to me, that's got to start pretty early on. All right. So before we jump into segment number three, which is obviously some of the Oklahoma State Cowboys over the weekend in the high school realm, I do have to jump in here and remind everybody, if you're looking for tickets, especially last minute, game time is your stop. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be all that stressful. Game time is fast and easy way for you to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater. We have killer deals, last-minute tickets, and best prices guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you want to have. If you think that you've got to get tickets weeks in advance to to be prepared, you don't. And game time is here for you. Forget planning crazy ahead of time. If it comes up and you can go, then go. Get exclusive flash deals for tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, the whole nine yards. Game time guaranteed means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You also see images of the seats before you buy and know exactly where you're going to be sitting before you ever even arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, bada boom, bada bing, bada bang, you are done. Ready to rock and roll and enjoy your experience. And tickets are then directly sent to your phone. So you never have to dig through emails or, or your old lady's purses or anything like that. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use the code locked on college, all one word, for 20% off your very first purchase. Terms will apply. Again, create an account, redeem your code using locked on college for that first $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. So this past weekend was obviously week zero for collegiate football, and there wasn't a lot on. It was um, 
it was a whole heck of a lot of nothing, basically. It was a nothing burger. You did get to see USC's putrid defense look exactly that, putrid. Offensively, yeah, Caleb Williams is, is pretty fun to watch. But as far as Oklahoma State's concerned, like we 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 seem to talk quite often about the recruiting and <clears throat> you know how can it get better? When can it get better? When's it ever going to get better? Because there were times Oklahoma State was recruiting pretty regularly in the low 30s, and recently you've seen a trend going. I could say maybe a little bit, a little bit backwards. But when you look at some of the guys that we have coming up, it's it's going to be hard not to be excited, regardless of the number. Because I know I know everyone's not exactly thrilled about the numerical value currently associated with Oklahoma State recruiting. But some of the guys that we had this weekend, um, you know, they they played they played very very well. I think uh, Gunner, Gunner's definitely one of those. Uh, Gunner Wilson, Melissa put an absolute curb stomping on Argyle, and that's typically a very, very highly anticipated game. Argyle doesn't get drugged to the mud very often, but uh, but they they did that. And of course, you know our boy looked very, very, very good in doing so. Armstrong Notum, Armstrong Notum, the dude who can bench 450 pounds, squat 700 pounds. He went absolutely off. Eight tackles, seven of them for loss, and he had four sacks. The epitome of disruptive all the way around. Merrick Johnson had a pretty good game as well. Not quite on Armstrong Notum's level, but pretty daggone close. Chipping in four tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, a sack, fumble recovery. Obviously, they got the W. Um, Rodney Fields, you know, had 142 yards rushing on just 13 carries before the stupid crap fest gun violence happened. Oh, that makes me so angry. Like, way to go, Oklahoma. Way to look, way to look stupid on a national, on a national steam. Because you got students that can't keep their crap together. Because you got people that don't know how to handle things respectfully anymore. Like, go out and throw hands, point blank period, and you buy the loser a beer or a, or a, a Powerade, whatever. This, this gun thing, it's just, it's stupid. It's a terrible look. It sucks for the state of Oklahoma. Sucks for everybody there. There was a 16-year-old that lost his life. Ugh. Anyways, um, yeah, Gunnar Wilson was a highlight. I got to watch it thanks to his dad, Kirby. But that defense is something else. And they held Argyle, who, who again, is a, a very well-known branch in the state of Texas, high school football. They lost 50-14 to 14 to Melissa. Melissa's the same school that, you know, just showed pictures of all their college-level facilities that are nicer than some of the schools in the Pac-12. Um, Malake Smith looked really good in the very, in the first half, especially they were able to hang on and get to W he threw a 70 yard touchdown threw a 60 yard touchdown, went up 21, nothing, and was able to hold off and keep the, the victory there. A couple of young quarterbacks that we could potentially looking at, uh, had some good games as well. <clears throat> uh, Corey Black's brother, Kobe Black. Um, he's an elite guy. So of course he had a, a big game. One of the guys that we covered last week in some of the up-and-comers that are on the top five targets to get for me is going to be Keith for Sibley. 
And uh, he had a really good game for the cadets, almost 140 yards, 138 yards, 210 yards, almost all purpose, scored a couple different touchdowns. Big time safety, David Cabongo, who uh, you know also, also chose Oklahoma State over Texas. He had a pretty easy opening win, didn't have to play a crap ton. We got defensive lineman Luke Webb, who was pretty pretty big hand in their W, Caleb Hackelman, big time offensive lineman, was part of the grinded out W that they got in a 10 to 7 win. Stillwater High School got broke through the mud a little bit as they traveled um, to take on Arkansas, Greenwood. They got dominated. Josh Ford did play both ways, and uh, he was one of the, the bright spots. They looked to rebound pretty soon. Uh, Chris Massey had 143 yards and two tutties off of 12 receptions. Former Cowboy star Chris Massey's son. He should be somebody that is coming up. We've got some legacy guys that are young. We got to talk to Tatum Bell a little bit about his son. I like what we have. I think there's more to come. I think when, when you get the finalization from Milwaukee Smith, that should allow some more doors to open up. All right, y'all. That's all we're going to have for this one. Uh, we've got another one coming, so stay tuned. And then we're also going to be making an appearance either tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow on our buddy Justin Southwell's Believe in OK State podcast. So stay tuned uh, for that one. Stay tuned for the next one as we get to talk a little bit of Brett Yormark, a little bit of what we have hidden. And that's about it. All right, y'all. Appreciate you stopping by. So we're going to have, you know I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. And uh, I'll see you around the corner here. All righty. Later, taters.